1: yeah, this is actually
2: four hundred and fourteen. We're skipping four hundred and thirteen. Oh yeah, and we're in yeah. between floors. You gotta right make now. sure my building downtown has a fourteen A and B. That is so Isn't stupid, that ridiculous. Fourteen A and B. It's so stupid. It's like oh, go twelve from fourteen A. It's like like people are like birds. You put a fucking cover over, and because they're <laughs> so stupid and they don't know it's fucking nighttime. Like we're just we're so stupid. We don't know. Where did I go? Oh. They, they do that in planes. Do you too. have a being John Malkovich floor? They do that on planes sometimes. I don't know about all where there's planes. There's like no row 13. There's like no row 13. It's always 14 or 12 to 14. You're just like 14. It's 13. Oh, you just you renamed just it. it. You just numbered it wrong. <laughs> you can't count. You stupid assholes. <laughs> now when I have bad luck, I won't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week, uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of politics. It's pretty much all politics, and we hope that it's not still relevant because shit travels so fast. All right, we're first doing this story we're gonna cover week. the impeachment. Yeah, it's uh, well, no. <laughs> this shit travels so fast that it's within a week and we're recording it a week ahead of time. Right. It could be irrelevant by the time we start it talking could. about it. All right, but let's start. His first story is from
1: CNBC. It appears China has stopped buying soybeans from the US altogether because of the trade fight. So uh, the trade fight is we basically told China, like, hey, we're not buying your steel anymore. We've been been doing that to a bunch of different places. We have. We have. Yeah, like, we're we're, not going to. We are getting pissy. Yeah. Like, that is what is happening. We're imposing tariffs. And, uh, you know, it turns out that we're not the only ones that can impose a tariff. We're not the only player in the game. Yeah. And by doing this, like. China was like, "Oh, it's a great story. I'm not going
2: to buy 62,000 tons of soybeans, know, right?" And it's a lot of money, and people right. are projecting that this could be a really big deal because China is one of the major buyers of soybeans in the United States. We have a, you know, billions of dollars that we that we export, and one of the major exports of the Midwest agriculture is soybeans. Yeah. Agricultural products in general
1: yeah. are a major export. Of the United States, getting into a trade war with China seems insanely foolish yeah you know like I, I I don't even know like you get into a trade war with China how do you win? how do you win without losing uh, so badly along the way that we damage our economy in that process? I, you know what I mean, like, yeah, like it, it, even if there's like a long term gain, the long term gain being that we get more favorable trading position with China moving forward. You know, the, the worry that I have on that, even if we were to gain that down the road, is it's not like China's fucking toothless.
2: Yeah, it's, no, they absolutely it's
1: China. Yeah. yeah, it's China. Yeah. So like, if we take a bunch of lumps along the
2: way and get beat up and bruised in that process, who eats that shit? Well, that's the difference, right? Is that I think when you're a businessman and you have your own company, you can burn bridges a lot easier than when the the entire fate of your nation is is resting on this sort of thing, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, somebody's going to have to eat shit, and if you're the CEO, you're probably not doing it. you yeah, know what right. I mean, it's like not- you got to let a few people go. Yeah. You let people go because you want to be stubborn about this or that or you know this supplier or that supplier. But when it comes down to the United States people, we're talking about. A giant swath of this nation that re- that relies on agriculture for its funds, and somebody's going to have to pick up that slack right, so that money's gonna go right. where you know are we going to be able to sell them are we going to get the same price that we were getting from china is that where's that you know that money uh you know that money is going to decrease no matter how you look at it you're going you're gonna lose money in this deal
1: plus like it it occurs to me that you know it's not like China's not getting the soybeans, so what they did is they found another international supplier sure. for absolutely yes yeah. right so Who's to say when this ends, they go back to buying our fucking soybeans. Right, right. Maybe they're like, you know what? Hey, we got a real good deal from these other guys. We're going to keep buying them from the fucking other guys. Sure. That aren't going to fucking get pissed off and impose a goddamn tariff on my steel and my lead painted toys and all the rest of
2: it. <laughs> soybeans so- is a $22 billion. That's um, an industry in the United States, $22 billion. But it's not even you know like like agriculture is an export of 133 billion dollars, <laughs> massive, massive amount massive of money, massive amount of money. You money. know, corn, meat and poultry and soybeans make up the largest amount of that. Um, but there's a lot of other things that you know we export that they could you know stop taking. The, one of the major things is capital goods we export 533 billion dollars in capital goods commercial aircraft accounts for 121 billion dollars industrial machines 57 billion dollars semiconductors 48 billion dollars electric apparatus 43 billion dollars telecommunications 38 billion dollars medical equipment 35 billion dollars you know any of those things you know you know you talk about any of those things you start getting into a trade war these are this is billion dollar industries we're talking about you know, you're, you're you you are fucking with a country that
1: has many, 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 many more people yeah. than we have. Yeah. Right. And a significantly more ruthless attitude toward those people. So it's like you're playing chicken with somebody who is not afraid to crash
2: into you. It's it's a it, this is one of the reasons why I think a lot of people voted for Trump, though. When you think about it, they know, want to see this they show. Wanna, now. They want to see this this us say we don't need you. You know, it's that American, you know, uh individualism that lets us say, look, we can make it on our own. You know what? You take this deal because we're telling you this deal is what the deal is. I know, but like all of our economies, like it's such a that's such a fucking ye old fashioned way to look at it. Is, all. Absolutely. It's a cowboy way of looking right. at the world.
1: The, the the economy of every country is now just inextricably tied. You know, it's like when we had a housing crisis in 2008, that the economic fallout of our housing crisis reverberated across the world. Yeah. Across the
2: world. Sure. They felt that economic pain. Yeah. Look at what happens with Brexit. You know, when something happens, you know, anything that happens in other little places, these markets hit, that changes everything, the entire aspect of the entire world.
1: I I work in the real estate market. I remember when Brexit happened, I called one of my managers into my office and I said, be prepared for a refinance boom. And we got one Yeah, because Brexit happens. It creates international instability. Investors don't know what to do. They buy treasury bonds that reduces interest rates and refinances go up. Yep. I hired after Brexit. Sure. Because I knew like, Oh uh,
2: yeah. Thanks for the money. Yeah. Thanks Brett Cause we're all linked together. Yeah. We're all linked together. And I think that individualism is is what we what we wanna strive for. We don't wanna be linked together. We wanna be able to put our foot down and say, we never want we're not gonna pay a lot for this muffler. Yeah, never gonna <laughs> happen though. <laughs> and the problem is is that you know, sometimes when you when you when you do that, there's consequences. And this is one of those consequences. And I don't think this is gonna be an isolated incident.
1: But this is old fashioned isolationism, yeah. economic isolationism, Absolutely. yeah, and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Not long ago, he said his country could wipe the US off the face of the earth. Tonight, a dramatic turnaround for Kim Jong-un. After speaking with top South Korean intelligence officials, meetings attended by Kim's wife and his trusted younger sister, the dictator says his regime is willing to talk to the U.S. about giving up its nuclear weapons. All right, so some interesting shit, is some really interesting, and I got to say, like, really excitingly, potentially positive news is coming out of the Korean Peninsula. So, um, you know, North Korea and South Korea... They're talking. Not only are they talking, they're walking and talking. Yeah. Literally walking and talking yeah. together. Kim they, Jong-un came across. He came across the, the the border between North and South Korea. Um, Kim Jong-un actually said something. Did you hear what he said when he promised not to, to stop the missile test? You hear how he phrased it? It was actually pretty funny. He told uh, Moon, he said, you know, I heard that you were woken, that your sleep was interrupted many times in the middle of the night by national security meetings because of our uh, testing. I'll make sure you get a good night's rest from now on. I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but not much. I think it's really clever. Yeah. Like it's a really like tongue in cheek sort of way to say it. Like, and this is the first they're talking about putting an end. They're talking like actively talking about finally putting an end to the Korean war. And they're talking about reunification of the North and South. Um, A lot of reasons why that might be happening, one of which is that they might have blown up their mountain. It
2: appears they blew up their mountain. One of the reasons is is that at least part of that mountain fell in. Yeah. Right? And, you know, there's there's other reasons, too. And I don't want to discount Trump. the the major, one major reason, which might be, finally, there's somebody unpredictable in there where they're like, I don't know. Yeah. There may also be the opposite end of that, which is, There's somebody in there who they think they can manipulate. Right. Because there's a National Review article I was reading on this that had a great quote, and I want to read it. It said, We have seen this particular show before, and nothing good has come of it. North Korea's diplomatic strategy of the last few decades has been to pretend that it will make major concessions only to renege on those promises, after pocketing economic benefits, so this is not something new. This is not a brand new world here. Some of the actions that he's taking, crossing the border, signing that the, the mm. war being over, the armistice, and the whatever, yeah, you know, the, a lot of the big showy stuff is is new, right? Um, but the fact that they will say that they're going to do something and then not do it you know, and possibly not do it is not new. That's not new. They've been in communication with our government, our government in particular for many years since the Clinton administration, there's been some sort of communication between them. Now, Obama didn't, didn't do anything with them. No, he couldn't get anything done. done. And I, in fact, I think he just, you know, just ignored the problem in a lot of ways. Uh, The current administration has had a totally different approach, which is to ridicule the guy over there uh the leader of that nation, ridicule him on twitter um talk about you know in in some ways some very distressing at least to me tweets about oh about my my nuclear, nuclear power button is bigger and than like yours that. very yeah. distressing yeah very distressing um and I have no idea what level that played in this because there's all these other factors, right? There's no control group. There's no yeah. way to look at this and say, this is the one thing. I that can isolate this. the yeah. variable right now. Yeah. Trump is, of course, claiming all the credit for this. But there's a lot of variables that go into this.
1: Well, and we don't know if there's anything to claim credit for just yet. Yeah, you don't know. I, I will say, though, credit where it may be due. Trump's bellicose grumblings yeah. may ha- may urge Kim to say, like, look, all right, this is a guy who will he, he might actually shoot a nuke at me. I never sure. really believed Obama would do it. Yeah. This guy might shoot a nuke at me. Maybe I need to do this. It also might be the case, too, and I, I'm just speculating, but I was thinking about this when I was reading. Like, it might be the case that he realizes, like, he's three generations out now. He, he might look and say, look, I, the greatest legacy I could have as, as a person, as a personality— would be to the, be the person that, that that unifies and reunites the Koreas. That, that I, you know, if you were just speaking selfishly, the most selfishly gratifying thing he could do for his own personal political legacy would be to unite the Koreas. And it may be that he's far enough away from the war and from the ideology of his grandfather. Could be, that could be, absolutely. That, that he might see that yeah. and say, you know who I want to be? I want to be the
2: greatest Korean hero ever. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's giving up your uh, personal power because, you know, if you, if you read anything about North Korea, you know, this guy is just an absolute, the one PowerPoint in the right. entire, yeah. right. in the entire nation. He has all the say. And he lives a life that is different from every single person over there. He's right. the He is the little kid in that twilight zone that can wish you into the cornfield. No, absolutely. I mean, he yeah. is a, yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Um, Ice cream for breakfast. He clearly (laughs) eats it every day. Ice cream for breakfast. But, you know, there's this... He definitely can do any of the things that he wishes to do. Right. And so he's giving up that power. But like you say, I don't think he's not going to still be powerful. And I don't think that his... I think that his legacy then becomes, you know... So much greater. So, but one of the things, too, I was thinking is if you unify this, this and you allow people in there, they get to see the atrocities because there's been lots of people who have reported these atrocities, mm-hmm. especially people who've escaped from there. And, you know, there's been some videos that have leaked and things like that. Oh, of, it's horrible. Of the horror that <clears throat> is that country. Think of the humanitarian boon that this is because of all those people that just suffer every single day of their yeah. life right that, this is this is one of the biggest humanitarian you know
1: this has the potential to be
2: a a, a groundbreaking moment like think we, about all these people whose lives just change completely from completely desperate to you know being able to eat to join day. international yeah.
1: society and yeah. and have and have some of the opportunities and safeguards. Yeah. Because right now the Korean, the North Korean people have no safeguards no. against the tyranny of their government. Absolutely not. And yeah. the capricious whims of a dictatorial madman. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but wouldn't it be wonderful if Kim Jong un was not that madman? Yeah. Right? Because you know, I was read I read an interesting article when he when he first came to power. It was basically like, look there was no guarantee that just because he's a Kim that he would ascend to power, that there's a number of other power brokers within his government, generals and others, other family members, that would have loved to have stepped into that vacuum created when his father died. And so it's entirely possible that he had to do that you know beat up the biggest guy in prison sort yeah. of thing you know go kill
2: that guy in Malaysia right <laughs> yeah. you know honestly yeah. though yeah he had to go get those two he, girls to stab him in the neck with that thing and kill that guy yeah was a brother or half brother half or brother that guy yeah. is yeah. yeah
1: but like if if and I don't know that this is the case but it, it's interesting to think about like if he had a plan to unify the Koreas, he could only enact that plan if he if he came into power sure. You know. He had to have some
2: blood on his hands. Right. Yeah.
1: This was never gonna be a bloodless transition of power because yeah. it's not like this shit. Sure. So however that had to happen, I think I think it would be not wise, but it is it would be joyously optimistic to be able to see his to be able to see best intentions realized, yeah, I don't know that that's—I
2: don't know that that's true. That's realistic. all. Yeah, we. Uh, we I'm don't just know. saying yeah. it would be it would be great yeah. were that the case. Yeah. What a, it would be a great story in a book. Yes, you know, if I'm that not was the case, even suggesting
1: yeah. that that's what's happening. Yeah. So I don't want to. i just. It is a. It is. It is. A, it is finally possible, though. Yeah,
2: that that is
1: even remotely
2: a thing worth thinking yeah, about. A thing. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see how how all of this plays out because you know these kind of negotiated deals they're real sensitive they have a lot going there's a lot of you know stuff a lot that of moving parts yeah Well you know some people may want to say that Trump is the you know the the catalyst for all this I don't trust Trump or his administration to to make any kind of deal no. that has any kind of I mean I have a feeling like they're looking for any win that they can. Cause they yeah. were going to win so much. We were going to be sick of winning and they're kind of not winning <laughs> I a lot. forgot about that. They're kind of not winning a lot. And I yeah. think they're looking for any win they can. So yeah. this would be something that I think that they want to fast track and make sure. And again, like while I, I look on the other side of this from Kim Jong-un's perspective, it's like maybe he recognizes that too. Yeah. You right. know That they want to just try to get a win. However they can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not have sexual relations with that woman
1: these allegations
2: are false
1: yeah so this is kind of interesting from npr trump admits to authorizing stormy daniels payoff denies sexual encounter because you often pay off people that you weren't fucking and what want what to hide it. Weird thing to pay for. What are you paying
2: for? Like, what are you paying for then? Like, first off, you didn't pay good money anyway, because everybody knows. Right. But, but at the same time, it's like, what are you paying for then? I just wanted, you know, I wanted to help a young mother out or whatever. <laughs> like, let me let me read the
1: tweets, because again, like, everything that comes from this asshole comes in tweet yeah, format. yeah. Even when the tweet as, and I just want to say, like, even when the tweet as a medium yeah. doesn't work, and yeah. so it becomes a series, a of, series tweets of tweets to form yeah, a statement. Exactly. Like, write a memo, you yeah. stupid asshole. <laughs> Do you not have any other app on your phone? <laughs> Makes me fucking crazy. All right, so here's what he wrote. Dictate that shit. You got a secretary. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, type fuck. this over. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? All right. Sitting there twiddling his thumbs. Mr. I love the way he says phrase, Mr. Cohen. An attorney. yeah just yeah, not he's my just a attorney. random attorney. I don't know. Just, he's an attorney. <laughs> he's, he's also he a, might be a barista. A, I don't know. He' full-time He's, other a full time he's an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cohen, a man. But, okay. yeah. Mr. Cohen, an attorney, received a monthly retainer, not from the campaign and having nothing to do with the campaign from which he entered into through reimbursement. A private contract between two parties known as a non-disclosure agreement or NDA. What
2: are you not disclosing, though?
1: I love this part. These agreements are very common among
2: celebrities and people of wealth. Only if you're a person of wealth fucking a celebrity. Nobody wants you to know. Whenever you're a person who's a celebrity who meets another celebrity, you're like, I have this NDA. (laughs) (laughs) We can't admit we know each other. So crazy. In this case, it is, full, it is in full force
1: and effect and will be used in arbitration for damages against Mrs. Clifford Daniels. The agreement was used to stop the false and extortionist accusations made by her about an affair, despite already having signed a detailed letter admitting that there was no affair. I love the idea that you've got this letter that you think exonerates you from fucking somebody, but you'll also give them $130,000 not i've never had to pay anybody for them to say i didn't fuck them (laughs) like all the people i didn't fuck are more than willing more than willing to be like
2: yeah he didn't fuck me like that's that's a crazy thing to say any of those people would say this about me (laughs) (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) so crazy Prior, I also love the idea, like, you get a letter yeah. from somebody that you didn't, didn't fuck, fuck. It's like detailing a, a that you didn't fuck them. I'm not fucking,
2: like, it's like, no. has not been handled by. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's so fucking crazy.
1: Stupid. Prior to its violation by Miss Clifford and her attorney, this was a private agreement. Money from the campaign or campaign
2: contributions played no role In this transaction, it's interesting because uh, Giuliani got on the on the air on Sean Hannity. Did you hear this? I did. Oh my gosh! Where he's just like he's just basically saying, "Look, it's true that they that there was this money and that Cohen did pay it, right? But it didn't come out of the campaign like like, and that's why he had to like say that there was you know there was money that was received. Well, and it's.
1: What's nuts is like from from other things that I've been reading. It's like y- you don't understand. Like it is a violation of federal election law to pay somebody off to influence an election. That is a that is payment in kind. Yeah. So whether it came from the account yeah. that your your campaign money sat in, or whether it came from a different account, if the intention of that money was to influence people's perception about your candidacy, yeah.
2: It is a campaign fund. Yeah. Because Giuliani said this. Giuliani said, imagine if that came out on October 15th in the middle of the last debate with Hillary and Clinton, Giuliani said on Fox. Cohen didn't even ask. He just made it go away. He did his job. That's important because if the payoff money was for the purpose of influencing the campaign, then it is under law. It would still have to be reported. Right. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be reported. And it wasn't. Well, it is now on what? Twitter, R- Tom. Yeah, I come the. To- oh. <laughs> this this is going to be, and there's a lot of people have been saying this. This is going to be the thing that might be the real problem. That's none of the other stuff. Is that, that crazy? Other terrible stuff. It's that. This money, it's not that he fucked her either. No. It's not that he, well, didn't fuck her and just paid her a lot of money or whatever. Right. I don't even know what your story like is. Like you do. I, like you do. This has got to be some really weird sofa conversations with Melania, too. Just be like, I totally just gave her money. I oh, did not have sex with that oh, woman. Did you I did see not have
1: sexual relations with that, that woman. woman. Did you see the hand-holding thing? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. Pause everything you're doing. Google Trump.
2: Melania handhold. Once again, <laughs> this is from the cut. Once again, Donald Trump awkwardly tries to hold his wife's hand. Here we go. Watch this video. This video is amazing.
1: Watch the, how many times he has a signal. He wants to hold her hand. For those of you who have not seen this video, the video is fucking outstanding. He's standing next to Melania and he's like, he does like the pinky touch. Like he like reaches over with his shitty little tiny pinky <laughs> and like pinky touches her. and She moves her hand away and back. And then he kind of like, Goes and like tries to grab at her hand area with his tiny <laughs>
2: mitt. She lets go. She walks away, <laughs> and she just kind of lets like cold fish. Let's go of his hand. Oh my gosh, the fucking conversations between them has to be gold right it's, now. I don't think there are any conversations wow. right now. I wow. think that that is a silent I gotta, room. You gotta think though. You gotta think though. When when you know when that. I think rich people have different agreements than a lot of other. Maybe the Obamas were rich. Yeah. They I, didn't seem. Yeah. I, I'm, but I'm saying like, like, you know, these two people were celebrities before they became, they yeah. became. Oh, I think office. they have an, agreement. I think they have a different agreement. I, I think than they have an agreement called have. you
1: be beautiful. I'll be rich. Yeah.
2: I think that feels like what they. and it doesn't feel like, it's been a very loving relationship the whole time. Right. So I, I think yeah. like, I think you look at the Obamas, yeah. they seemed like they enjoyed each other. Yeah. I, I, I also, when I, when I talk about that, when I'm saying the sofa time and stuff like that, I'm thinking like, like I always put my relationship in there, you know, where you're just like, what kind of weird, awkward conversation would you be having to be like, totally gave her money for not sex. <laughs> like, <you're just> like, <laughs> and like you come home. It's like, okay.
1: Uh, so, so, Ah, uh, who. Good news is we're
2: going to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you're going to yeah. read some things on Twitter. Yeah. Bad news is I took $130,000 out of your safety deposit box. <laughs> <laughs> Good news is I replaced it <laughs> with a trip to Europe. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to go ahead and buy you some more oh, things. <laughs> and this other story is very similar time. This other one just dovetails with it. This is uh, the feds. Actually, I found this came out today by the time this airs, this will be a whole week old, but um, they actually did monitor the phones of uh, Cohen and they wound up in- intercepting one call from the white house to Cohen. Yeah. And, um, this is interesting because, uh, as I was reading about this, one of the things that they were saying was you would have to have a big old stack of documents saying that there's some real shady shit going on in order to get this phone tapped.
1: Yeah, they, they don't. I know this wasn't a full tap, so this yeah. was a log, like a paper yeah. log, like yeah. they just they monitor who called when they called, like that sort of thing. Yeah. But they don't listen to the content yeah. of the call, so it's not quite to the full sure. level of a tap, just for clarity. Yeah. But yeah, this doesn't happen. Just because you think possible, maybe. Yeah. Right. Like there's a high standard that has to be met here. Yeah. So
2: some shit's going to happen here, buddy. I don't, yeah, I don't know what, you know, I think, I think what, what's going to, the time will tell and what's going to tell this. And this is even came out today. Paul Ryan had said this in another article. Basically, look, if we don't win in 2018, they will impeach Trump. That's what he said. He said it out loud. Yeah. And it's just what everybody knows. Right. If, if somehow, the Democrats win back Congress and the House, and there's a sweep of both of those things in uh, in 2018, there could be a very good chance that Trump could be impeached. Now, right. that doesn't necessarily mean that anything happens. You know, we don't know exactly what happens with that. And, uh, and so that's going to be really interesting. It depends on how slowly or quickly Mueller proceeds. You know, any of this stuff, all this stuff seems to be under scrutiny at this point so it's not just the russia collusion it's also you know all these other pieces that they're taking a look at too
1: if i'm trump and it's like let's say let's just for the sake of argument let's say he did all this stuff part of me would be like man the thing i'm gonna get in trouble for yeah. is that
2: yeah the one thing
1: really yeah. like i've done so much more yeah. like yes and i'm not saying he did these. i'm just saying like assume it for yeah. fun yeah like could you just imagine be like the thing that's gonna knock me? Is that you're gonna it's, sink my battleship. It's
2: Al Capone getting charged with tax, tax evasion. evasion. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. it's like all the bad shit that you've done. Right. It doesn't matter. Um You didn't pay your yeah. taxes. You know, one of the things that I think it plays in the Democrats' favor when it comes to 2018, not only just Trump being in office and being an awful human being, but, <laughs> but I think one of the things that happens very often is, is that the you know, United States people have a very short memory. Yeah. And so if you don't get anything done, you don't do anything real big with the time that you had, both the houses and the presidency. You'll lose them. You'll lose them. You'll lose and them. You, and that ha- yeah. that has shown to be true. You know, look what happened to Obama. They had everything yeah. for just for two years. It's and electoral it was, whiplash. And, yeah, and it, it happens all It happens all the time. All yeah. the time. And so... You know, that's something that that's playing in, but we can't get complacent if that's the case, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to be voting for the Democrat here, you know, of course, but you know, I, I don't want to get complacent and think, you know, it's automatically no. won. like there's been a lot there's of no sure things anymore, there's man. been a lot of outrage since then. And I think that there could be a really huge win um, in at the end of you know right. this year for, for, uh, for the progressive party and flip both of them. I mean, it, it seems like it very even, well could happen and even in, even in the most contested places, People that are have been safe for years are losing, are either losing or starting to be like that. Position's not safe anymore. Yep. Yep. When they come up for election, that's not going to be a safe place. They're really going to have to campaign real hard. No guarantees, no yeah. sure things.
0: Hey, you want to get high, man?
1: This they do. They got wooden balls, man. I got
0: a joint here, man. I've been saving for a special occasion.
1: The story is a cool story. This is from theroot.com. Seattle vacates hundreds of marijuana charges going back 30 years. Um, so the city of Seattle filed a motion asking the city municipal Seattle municipal court to vacate hundreds of marijuana possession convictions going back three decades. Um, and part of the claim was that, you know, a study of these convictions revealed that they were uh, a lot of racial disparity. Yeah. Um, that was a part of these convictions. Basically, like if you were black and caught holding. You went to jail more often than a somebody who was white and caught holding.
2: And so they're going back in time and they're erasing people's record. Yeah. Because it it says in the article, the arrest can stay on their records for years and impact their prospects for jobs, loans, housing, and benefits. It's a great, you know, this is something that gets passed up and not thought about, I think by a lot of people who just want to be able to smoke pot recreationally. I think that, you know, like when we're talking about, you know, like voting for that legislation, responsible government would be okay. Well now it's legal. We need to really start going back and scrubbing off these records and then releasing people that are in this, you know, man,
1: I totally agree. I don't, I don't know how you can like convict somebody on Tuesday and then on Wednesday it's legal. And that guy convicted on Tuesday goes to jail yeah.
2: right? or has his record room for <clears throat> forever right. because yeah. of something that is perfectly legal. And, uh, and I think within our lifetime, we'll be perfectly accepted all across the United I States. I totally agree. I think yeah. it's going to be just like ordering a beer at a restaurant. Yep. Nobody's going to think twice about you ordering a beer. If you're an adult, they're not going to think twice about you smoking a blunt. If you're an adult, right. there's going to be a point in the future where that's not even going to matter. Um, Places around we we just had a referendum here in Cook County, and again, there's referendums basically just to just just to test to see how well this right. does right it's a now. Toe in the water. It's not deciding anything, but it passed by sixty some percent. Like, yeah. and it didn't pass, but it was it was voted on at sixty some percent of the people were favorable to decriminalize to decriminalize right. marijuana. Marijuana is already decriminalized. They're saying make dispensaries. Oh, like, really? It was, it oh, was, I uh, didn't know. That. Something, to let me, recreational. Let me let me see what it says. I'll <clears throat> read the. The, the ballot said: Shall the state of Illinois legalize the cultivation, manufacture, distribution, testing, and sale of marijuana and marijuana products for recreational use by adults, twenty-one or older, to state regulation, taxation, and local ordinance? And, uh, and wow, yeah, the question approved by voters with a greater than two to one margin. So there was a lot of people in in our, and just in in our, you know, in our state that wanted to approve marijuana sales as a dispensary type thing. Well, you know, cause I think it's just good for the economy. I was going to say Seattle's going to take in
1: $730 million in tax revenue over the course of two years. Yeah. Based on this
2: Illinois could use that. Absolutely. And you know, like, like we're talking about how much money Illinois loses in business all the time because we don't know how to govern ourselves. We right. can't find our ass with two hands when it comes to governance. Think about how state. much of that the governor yeah. could siphon off for their Absolutely. own use. Think about the kind of house. But when you get Pritzker <laughs> in there, if you get Pritzker in there, it's not going to matter. Doesn't matter right? yeah, anyway. gonna it doesn't say, matter, right? Yeah, I was going to say. It's just like a chump change. Billionaire for another, bill, like right. another giant millionaire I mean. or whatever. I would love to see this sort of thing happen all across the country. And then... You know, start re- erasing these, you know, what is clearly, you know, this this racist uh, intention that we had to sort of, you know, a punish, a certainly punish black people more than we did any sure. of the white people. Well, I
1: people. mean, the, the whole criminal justice system does that. Yeah, it I mean, tends to uh,
2: tends oh. to lean that way. I mean, yeah.
0: Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock.
1: The story from CNN. Uh, the men arrested at Starbucks are paying it forward big time. So uh, the two guys that were arrested at Starbucks for being black in a coffee shop, they should have gotten cream and sugar. Yeah. Um, what? Well, it's just. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's bitter. Yeah, they're not bitter. Actually, surprisingly, not over their treatment, not at all. Not so, at all. <laughs> so they reached an undisclosed settlement with Starbucks um, and the city of uh, what Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The, the settlement was a dollar. Yeah, they had no idea what the settlement was with uh, Starbucks, um, but they're basically funding two hundred um, thousand worth-
2: dollars. Yeah, the city has agreed to work with the duo and a nonprofit to fund two hundred thousand dollar grant to help. help yeah philadelphia yeah. high school students develop entrepreneurial skills you know these guys they're like
1: they're they're working with starbucks Star- so starbucks is closing 8000 of its stores and having a day of racial sensitivity training these guys are working with the people at starbucks like they seem like they seem like their intention here and, I, I, and the reason i want to talk about this a little bit is that there is oftentimes this sort of pushback that's like oh they just want They just want a big payout. What they want to do is they want to, you know, cause you hear that stuff. You want to cause controversy and get in trouble and then sue a company like Starbucks for its deep pockets and get that big payout. And that does not. And I I don't think that's even most of the time what happens. It does not seem to be the case here. They
2: just walked into a Starbucks, man. They want to use the bathroom. How the fuck can you be a mastermind in the middle of Philadelphia (laughs) with terrible cheesesteaks walking (laughs) around? And then you're like, yeah, Yeah. you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna try to get kicked out of Starbucks so I make a lot of money. But you know what I mean? I hear that, but you do hear it. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like the people who misunderstand the uh, the lady who spilled coffee on herself at McDonald's. Right, and they're like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah." yeah. right. And they don't know the fact. They, they don't the know the facts of so, this. Yeah. But what's what I like about this um, is not only are these people doing this, right? Not only are these these two guys, um, Dante Robinson and Rashawn Nelson, doing this, you know, saying one dollar each from the city, but let's start this program, entrepreneurial program. Philadelphia Police Commissioner walked back his comments, too. The Philadelphia Police Commissioner, Commissioner Richard Ross, apologized to these guys, saying that he made the decision worse by initially defending the officer's actions. And I think that that, that's one of those things that you rarely hear, right? You rarely hear the police officer saying, look, I made this worse. I did something bad. I was the one who defended these people, and I shouldn't have defended. You rarely see the law enforcement community walk that shit back. I think I've never seen most of the time they are steadfast. They never change their mind.
1: They can't because they, they, there's that brotherhood bullshit, right? Right. There's that brotherhood bullshit. So it's like, you got to stand behind your guy, your guys in trouble, your guys part of your fucking sacred team of whatever. So doing that is a, it's a, that's a pretty uh, brave thing for him to
2: have done. Yeah. I, the I, response to this has yeah. been perfect. I, I agree. I think that the response to this is everything you'd want to see. You know, the, the response of these guys being willing to work with the community, work with Starbucks, Um, you know, there hasn't been any, any of this. You know, I, and I feel like, you know, the, the police officer response to this, you know, like the, the police chief responses, all of this has been, I think the ideal, what yeah. you're looking for to happen when people fuck up, everybody goes, you know, it's like adult accountability, right? You know, you just once in a while in the, in the adult world, somebody just says, you know what? I fucked up. I'm real sorry. And you're, it's a refreshing thing because very often in the adult world, you wind up doubling down. It's always this, all this doubling yeah. down. But once in a while, somebody's like, man, I just fucked up. I'm real sorry. And that's a shock in today. <laughs> it's just it a is. shock. It is, but it's funny because like, When you do that, when you just
1: fuck up, and then you're just like, you know, I just fucked that up. I shouldn't have fucked that up. And I'm sorry I fucked that up. It's like, it's really disarming. Yeah, It's really disarming because it's like, well, that changes yeah. everything. Well, that's then. Yeah. Then that's then. I just forgive yeah. you, yeah. and
2: we're just gonna have to be friends yeah. again. You exactly. know what I mean? Well, yeah. It, and that's the thing. The, the Starbucks came mm-hmm. in and said, "I fucked up." The police chief said, "I fucked up," and everybody's just like, "Cool. Yeah. Well, let's just work on this, and let's make how sure do we this fix doesn't." That? Happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's make sure this doesn't happen. It's all of this is just the best right. case scenario. I mean, so far, and uh, that's happened here. This has been a really good story. Oh, twenty dollars. I wanted a peanut. Twenty dollars can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I wanted to talk a little bit about the poverty line. We had this conversation a while ago about um, the poverty line. Uh, this was a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. We talked about how low that line is. Um, and one of the things... That, we got a bunch of messages, actually, about this. And a bunch of people were like, how, how could you not know where the poverty line is? And really genuinely the poverty line is just a trivial number because mm-hmm. there's all these things that happen around the poverty line that change whether or not you're eligible for many different things. It's 130% of your income. It's this and you know, like, and, and it's, right. you know, it's, it's all this different kinds of information that they gather based on this number. The The number doesn't mean anything. The number is just really obscenely low. And it's and it and and what it tells me and what it should tell, I think everybody else is that the government looks at this line, one person making twelve thousand dollars a year uh. as somebody who's poor, but one person making thirteen thousand dollars a year as somebody who's not. That is a weird thing that we do. Right. And that's something that I think that needs to be talked about because it, you know. You can make a lot more than twelve thousand dollars a year and be living very desperately. We talked. Uh, we talked on the last show about people who make thirty thousand dollars a year. The fifty-one percent of Americans make thirty thousand dollars a year or less, and that's not a ton of money to live on, especially if you have a family. That is
1: desperately poor. And it also is interesting because it does not take into account geography. Yeah, you know where you live matters as to how much money you make. Yeah, you know that it's, it's like the $30,000 is not the same in Alabama as it is in New York. Yeah. It's not the same yeah. money. Yeah. It's literally different. Yeah. It's not the same. You, you should never draw a comparison because the, if, if all money is, is a signal of access to resources, which is all that money is, it is nothing else, but, but a signal of your access to resources it is not the same that that 30,000 is not the same number in Alabama as it is in New York. It's simply not. Having a federal line doesn't do anything meaningful from in practical terms in terms of like how we define poverty socially. Yeah. What it is or is or a locally, statistical yeah. assignment. Yeah. So that so that so that like Census Bureau can have some data. It it has nothing to do with In many states, when you qualify for services, like you were talking about, it's fucking arbitrary. Yeah. And like, you can be poor as shit. $30,000 in Illinois? Yeah. Living in the seven-county region around Chicago? You can't... You are... Would you die? No. Would you be desperate? Yes, you'd be desperate every day. Yeah. Every
2: day, you would be desperate. There's nothing... Yeah. Especially in, you know, the closer you live to the large metropolitan centers here the amount of money that you would need to spend to stay into those areas would be it's, it's, it's more than 30,000, $30,000, you know, in, you know, Uh. Southern Mississippi might is a very different number than it is here. Um, and it's just, it's just that it doesn't take into account that locality, like we were talking about, you know, it doesn't take any of that into account. $12,000 a year here as a family of one, yeah. I don't, I mean, I literally don't, cause I don't even think you can get rent in Chicago for under, you know, 700 bucks a month or something like that. I don't yeah. know what I mean, you would and, get. and like,
1: you're still paying taxes on yeah. the 30 grand and you're paying into social Security. You pay, you're paying,
2: you know, presumably health insurance. At this point, you've got to be in, 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 uh, uh, in HUD housing. You got to be in something, in some sort of subsidized housing right. because there's no yeah. way that you could live. This is desperate yeah, poverty. This is, and, and and there's a lot of people that live around this level too. It's not just the level, right? We talked about 14 million people that live on this level from 2016. There's, you know, there's, there's a, tons a of people there's people tons of hover. people live that hover around this level. You don't know the the, and, and like we said, the 50,000 or 50 percent of Americans that live, you know, under thirty thousand dollars. Um, you know, that's 50% of Americans that already live there. So it's it's even worse than you would think. The amount of money that the average family, there's a most families in the United States are paycheck to paycheck. I mean, yeah. most families in the United States is a there's a that's not a it's not a you know, my whole life has been paycheck to paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Like my whole life leading right. up to this point. So, you know, and and my whole life when I was a child, like when I was a child. We lived off of a paper route and government assistance. Like right. That's what we lived off of for two years. So, you know, desperately poor is a horrible way to live. Yeah. It's a horrible, shitty way to live. <clears throat> and we expect that many people in the United States live that way. And one of the things that recently happened, you know, we and we just hand-waved this shit away. Look at this housing and urban development. Secretary Ben Carson's proposal to triple rents for the poorest households. Triple rents. So we're talking, he's changing it from $50 to $150 for people, Tom, who make $2,000 a year. Yeah.
1: Crazy, crazy, crazy. Like, I'm sorry. You make $2,000 a year, you shouldn't pay anything. Yeah. You don't make anything. Yeah. $2,000 a year? Yeah. You fucking kidding me? How the fuck are these people supposed to pay $50? Yeah. what? They bring home $180 a month? of it is going at $130 a month, $130 to get you through 31 days. Yeah. You got to eat. Yeah. You got to go presumably to a food having store. How are you going to get there? Yeah. Yeah, Bus fare. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. That's nothing. That's
2: no money at
1: all. There's nothing there that is grindingly poor. Yeah. And you're going to triple Rent on these people, it's so crazy because like we're reading this article and it's talking about like what percentage is that of their income? And it's like uh, under current rules, families that receive housing subsidies subsidies typically pay 30% of their income for rent. Now they're talking about gross. Yeah. Pause. If you're a middle-class person, pause and think about what 30% of your gross income, not your net, your gross income is. And imagine if that was your rent. Yeah you would nobody's rent as a middle-class person should be 30% of your fucking gross. Most lenders yeah. won't lend to you. Yeah. If your income to debt ratio is like that. Yeah. They, you
2: can't get a loan like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we call that house, house poor, poor. Yeah. you know, the, the, the middle class calls it that because if they see it as imprudent, they see it as a thing that is a silly thing to do. Right. It's, something to be derided. Right. And we're expecting them to do it. We're expecting the most at-risk people people to do the thing that all the rest of us would
1: never put ourselves in that position intentionally, and most banks wouldn't let you put yourself in that position anymore.
2: Yeah, because that's too much of a risk for For them. them. For them, it's too much of a risk. We're willing to let poor people do this. We're willing to force them to do this. This is a... You know, this is, again, this is taken advantage of the the most vulnerable people. And one of the, you know, the, I understand one of the reasons why they're doing it is because the rent increase um, is to make sure that the housing, the housing, the, uh, that they're losing money on this housing. They're losing money and they're like the upkeep and all this stuff. They're losing all this money. And one of the things that they want to do is they want to make sure that they put some money back into the system to try to help make sure that these, these houses and the housing is, is, is fit and it's a good and it's, you know, it's being repaired, et cetera. It's okay. If we take a loss on this guys, you know what I mean? Like I am, I, I this is, this is taxes. I'm happily willing to pay. Don't we assume we take a loss when we subsidize people that so. are, and I'm willing, like, like here's the thing, like we're not take a loss. It's okay. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand the mindset, and I don't know that I can ever get there. Of the I got mine, I don't give a fuck about yours. Yeah. I don't understand that mindset. I never will understand that mindset. I know that there's people out there in the world that have this mindset. That's fine. You know, you are what you are. You vote. You vote who you vote for because of right. you know because of your pop pocketbook. That's fine. But you know what? Like, I think every chance that the that the progressive people have to get in power and to change these laws to make sure that the most vulnerable among us are protected, they need to do it, and they need to be forceful about it. They now they don't need to pussyfoot around. They don't need to meet in the middle. We don't need to have any. You know, they don't. The the other side that wants to cut taxes and and fucking burn the poor don't care. Right. So you need to have the same level of forcefulness on this side to say we are going to care about people whether you like it or not too bad. Suck it up. You're paying a little extra. Okay. You didn't get your latte today. Too bad. Somebody gets a roof over their head.
0: Thanks to Trump, pink yarn sales are through the roof. After Trump got elected, women started knitting those pussy hats. When I first saw them, I was like, that's a pussy. I guess mine just has a lot more yarn on it.
1: Yeah. Should have done more research before you got me to do this. So, stories from National Review. The selective outrage over Michelle Wolf and Kanye West. So, Michelle Wolf is the comedian that gave the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner uh, comedic roast. roast. Yeah, the yep. roast. Yeah. Yep. And Kanye West is the
2: guy who took away Taylor Swift's award. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, he was going to let her finish, though. He was. He was going to let her finish. It's always that nice to let the lady finish. If he jumped up on top of stage, he's like, Michelle Wolf, we'll let you finish. <laughs> but I want to tell you about <laughs> Dragon Energy. <laughs> Uh, did you watch oh the God. Michelle Wolf thing? I did. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I liked it. I think more than you did. Yeah. I, I liked it. Hey, that was it. good. That was fine. I, it's not that I disliked it. I When I hear roast and people are getting upset about the roast, and I listen to the NPR Politics Podcast, and let me tell you something. I normally really like those people on there. I think they're normally really good. But fucking prudes that they are. Jesus Christ. They were so... It was fucking clutch your pearls hour was it really? after they they talked about this girl, Michelle wolf giving her... It was vulgar and oh, how she went after how she looked. It's a fucking roast for Christ's sakes. You're supposed, that's literally what you do at roast. Have you ever seen a roast <laughs> where they don't make fun of the person's looks? Uh, like that's the yeah. one thing you make fun of. Like, right. yeah, made, she made fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She said three things, three fucking things about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Should She, she look like the lady from fucking Handmaid's Tale. She said it funnier than that. Right. She said she she uh, burns Uh, Lies into to make a smoky eye Which is a real corner case joke Right Right. and then there was one Other thing that she said that I was just like I was like you know what like there was like Three things she said nothing really That bad and they fucking Everybody was just clutching their Oh my god I can't believe she made fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders What the fuck was all that about I I don't understand Even the left was doing it
1: Yeah well because like we're in a place now Where we can't make fun of how people look that's 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 part of it, right? Oh it's that now, like we are we are all to be expected to be more highbrow, and going after the way that somebody looks is far too lowbrow. Call it fat or ugly, but you know, like, but I mean, fuck it. Even if they did, you know, like I, it is it. We are just in a place right now where mocking someone's appearance, even at a roast, which you don't have to attend, right? Yeah, and I'm sorry, but like. You've decided to be a public figure, a a visible, physically visible public figure, not a voice on radio. You decided to be a visibly. Yeah. You stand in front of a fucking camera. That's your fucking actual job. Every day. Yeah. You.
2: It's a roast. Yeah. Get a fucking thick skin or get a different job. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and. The jokes also had social context to them, right? It's not like she was saying, "I'm making fun of your smoky eye." She's the saying joke you, was the lies. You burn lies, right? And it's not even—it's not even a great joke, to be perfectly honest with you. It's not—I didn't like that joke. I thought—I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. But it's like she's saying, "You are a liar." And then when she made fun of her for the Handmaid's Tale, she's saying it to make fun of fucking Pence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's saying it because this uh, this administration is super uptight. Right. When, in certain ways and in other ways they're totally not. You know, it's like it's like you're missing all the social context to the joke that the person is saying. But we're getting upset about we're getting upset
1: because people's appearance is now off the table. It's just it's just now off the yeah. table, unless it's Trump. Yeah. Right. We make fun of his tiny hands and his shitty hair and his orange skin. And we do it all the time. Body the left is happy to do that. happy to do the it. the left is, yeah. is absolutely happy to mock Trump's physical appearance. Absolutely. Right. We'll do that all day, all day long, all day long. But we can't mock
2: Sarah Huckabee Sanders personal physical. And, and appearance. again, I don't even really feel like they were mocking her. But
1: appearance. we can make fun of Kellyanne Conway or Ann Coulter looking skeletal. Yeah. Right. That's. That seems to happen that seems to
2: happen all the time too,
1: so i I don't understand i part of me thinks it's because it's it's like they expected this to be a higher brow roast, right yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that what she brought to that roast was was a bunch of jokes that lived that trailed the criticism, right? I felt very strongly like what she walked up and she said. You guys are a bunch of liars and you know it. And I'm watching you and I will call you out person by person. And I will say you are a liar. Also, here's a joke at the end of that sentence. So she didn't have a joke first. She had a criticism, a harsh one. It's very pointed. It was very aggressive. It pulled very few punches. And then the joke was like, oh, but I'm supposed to be funny. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's more what people were reacting to. I think people were reacting like, Fuck, I think she means this. Yeah.
2: well, And then at the end, you can clearly tell she meant it. She said so. When basically. she's like, look, here's the thing. You guys made Trump deal with it. You yeah, know, that's your fault. I thought there was some really great commentary in there and some very funny stuff. I thought the a- Anderson Cooper is what happens. You know, <laughs> Pence is what when, Anderson Cooper is. If he's, can, not he's not gay, he's not gay. Fucking hilarious. Super good joke. Like there's some really, there was a couple of really great zingers in there. I liked her affectations. I thought she was funny. Her affectations were funny. Um, but, you know, like there's people out there. There was a guy last week. We didn't cover the story where he's just like, she's. She's uh, they found a, a a Jew dark enough to be a black person or something. He yeah, said like some some crazy, crazy shit, like some crazy alt-right, just nutty shit that people are saying. Um, but I was really just surprised. Like I understood that the, that the right wasn't going to get it. Like I understood that I get it. You're not going to like name all the right wing comedians, right? Right. Let's start naming all the right wing comedians. Dennis Miller. And did you see what Dennis Miller said? Uh uh-uh.
1: Dennis Miller tweeted out like that, that he thought, uh, that her her comedy wasn't very, or that that she was out of line. And he said, like, I'm going to take a few days and write a really nasty joke about her. Yeah, what a horrid human being Michelle Wolf is. I'm going to read up on her over the next couple of days, and I will have a few brutally mean
2: jokes about her by Wednesday. That's his... Well, (laughs) what what I like about it is, is it's a tacit approval of what she did. You know what I mean? Like, because he's, he's going to do the same thing. Yeah. So if you're going to do the same thing, then it's an approval of how she handled all the situ- situation.
1: That's the rights only comedian. The rights only comedians like,
2: Oh, you know what? Yeah. If I have enough time, I what. could maybe accidentally I'll tell be you funny what. on, me. you know, like, like it, here's the thing. You're gonna need, and this is why I think they're they're clutching the the stories about Kanye West as well. The reason why they're clutching onto Kanye West is because they literally have nobody, right? Right. Nobody in the entertainment industry whatsoever wants to be on their side. Everybody that that wants, they they all just disappear. The once in a while you have somebody, and this week Kanye West tweeted out some Dragon Energy bullshit about how he's so weird with. and it's crazy, a weird crazy shit. And then like like someone else had tweeted at him, like, look, man what the fuck's wrong with you? And he's like, they're trying to control my mind. Nobody cares what you think, man. Like literally nobody cares. Nobody even cares about your music anymore. Nobody cares. You're dead to us. Nobody cares what you think. You know, you're, you're a talented rapper. Great. But that doesn't mean you have any other qualifications, you know? And that's the thing is like, I don't think that, you know, I was going to turn to Jay-Z and be like, <laughs> what do you think about this? He was with Obama. He was hanging out with Obama all the time. Obama and Jay-Z were, were well, tight. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't care what Jay-Z has to say about politics. All I care about is that he's going to sing a song with a duet with somebody else. You know, tell me tell me about something that happened in his life. I, I I love, though, when we do
1: that thing where we look to our heroes in one area and we're like, well, you know what? I mean, I really. Yeah. I really admire so and so. Yeah, and then we we forget that like, well, yeah, you admire them for their talents in like music or sports yeah, yeah. or whatever. And it's like, well, what do they think about politics? Like, no, no, no.
2: Hang on a minute. They don't have anything. They have no special qualification sure. whatsoever. They might have something new insightful to say. They might not. And right. I like like here's the thing though. I literally once I read Dragon Energy, I was just like, "That's the end of it." Like, I don't need anything else. Like anything else that you put in that tweet, you <laughs> put Dragon Energy in it. That's what you might as well just be covering the label. I can't see anything. Past it's that. Charlie Sheen crazy. It is. It's, it's tire jumping, blood winning. It's jumping yeah. on a couch when you're ch- when you're fucking that other guy because you Cruise? fell in love with a girl or yeah, whatever. Right. Like it's craziness. You're just like you're an insane person right. who's under a lot of stress. <laughs> you should go be under a lot of stress so much to take away your keyboard on occasion but even if you tweet i won't read it i don't care right you want answers
1: i think i'm entitled you to. want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth <laughs> this is from newsweek this is great trump wants presidential elections to be <laughs> decided by popular vote oh which he lost well, that's interesting so hold on a minute because yeah. i want to read to you what he said okay here's what he said remember We won the election, Trump said in an interview on Thursday with Fox and Friends, and we won it easily. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it was close. And by the way, they also like to talk about Electoral College. Well, it's an election based on the Electoral College. I would rather have a popular election, but it's a totally different campaign. The Electoral College is different. I would rather have the popular vote because it's, to me, it's much
2: easier to win the popular vote. You didn't do that, though. You didn't. You lost that one. You know, it's funny, too. Did you see uh, the uncomfortableness that when he was on Fox and Friends? Did you see? Oh, my God. Yeah. They're oh, just like, like, they're like we got to go. If you ever want to see someone die inside, <laughs> like, all you need to do is just watch the last 10 minutes of that video when they're like trying to anxiously like dump the call with Trump on Think it. Think about that. Like when you have the president of the United States yeah. on your call
1: in uh-huh. show. Yeah. And you're like, oh. We got to cut to yeah. a bounty
2: commercial. Like, <laughs> I have a food in the <laughs> oven. I need to go. He's just, and he's just rambling on. Like, it's like having your drunk uncle over and he's had a beer and I'm he doesn't a, want I'm to t- leave. I'm going to tell you. I'm
1: going to tell you. I'm, no, I'm going like, to tell you. Look, man, t- it's just, 11 o'clock.
2: I got to be up in the morning. I, I don't even like you. <laughs> you know? Can you just you don't, go? You don't tell him. You
1: don't tell him because I'm going to tell you. Just you just got to wait for the and then I'm going to tell it to you. That's oh, what. That's um, exactly
2: what it is. It like. is. It's, it's crazy. exactly. What it's like and he loses his train of thought all the time. Like he's a hard person to even listen to. I love
1: how often he interrupts himself. Uh-huh.
2: A, a drinking game that would render you dead yeah, in an dead. hour.
1: Yeah. Drink one drink every time he interrupts himself.
2: It's, you would be dead. It's unreal. He lost the he lost the election, but does he still think that there was that there was... Uh, the, un- uh, the, the illegal the, votes? The illegal votes or something. Who knows is what that, he thinks? Is that like... If the election were based on total popular vote, I would have campaigned in New York, Florida, and California and won even bigger and more easily. California's never going to vote for you, Neither man. Neither is New York. I mean, yeah, you'll get some votes out there because like, there's like, I'm sure, some really rich neighborhoods, but the rest of it's just like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and New York, like, yeah, maybe the racist parts of New York. <laughs> but those parts... Are not populist. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think that they just, he's, like, this it's is another, first off, that's never going to happen. Number right. one, never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. The electoral college has fucked the Democrats way more than it's fucked the Republicans. There's no way the Republicans would ever want to do this. Um, The the Democrats, it's screwed the Democrats I I want to say several times, actually.
1: This would be the greatest thing ever to happen for the Democrats. They'd be like, oh, wait, because every major population center always
2: is blue. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like you would have to really, yeah. And and he's, and I will say he's right about one thing you would have to change about how you campaign. Oh, for sure. You would have to change greatly how you campaign. I also wonder, too, do you think that if it went to popular vote, do you think that we would get a lot more centrist people running and centrist ideas and centrist platforming? I do, I do, yeah, I do. I think I think people would want to meet in the middle a lot more often. Yeah, I actually think it would be a benefit to this nation if that.
1: Oh, I would certainly be a benefit. Yeah. I, I think you know what. What's crazy is like the the election system we have now drives centrist candidates further left and further right. Yeah. Um and I the think it actually drives them specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it drives everybody further right to be honest with
2: you. Is, yeah. what, is what it really does. I mean, look at look at, you know, look at all the different presidents in the past that have, have you know, they started out far left when they do anything they talk about just to their base, but then when they start talking about major policies. I mean, look at change. McCain. Yeah.
1: McCain McCain I think is is a great example. When he campaigned, he changed. That dude totally changed from somebody who was you know, a, a pretty reasonable centrist sort of candidate. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? That's, I remember you and I talking about yeah. McCain back in the day. I was like, yeah, you know, like I, it's not-, not my pony, but yeah. like, I'm not that upset. And then all of a sudden, like halfway through that election process, I was
2: like, he's gone crazy. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I remember, I remember a lot of that entire, that in, the entire thing was a lot of who he was surrounding himself with. Right. And you know, Sarah Palin was just a fucking oh, disaster of a person, and a heartbeat away from the presidency. If he would, have, he would have won. What an unbelievable! You know, he's still with us. McCain's still with us. But he was an old man when he was running. Right. What eight years ago? Ten years ago? At this point, ten years, yeah. So you know, he was a he was an old man then. Now right. he's you know in it, well into his eighties. You know, and so so you know we're we're talking about you know a situation that where. I felt this exact same way. I remember having a conversation, I want to say in 2006, this is when Bush was in office. And I remember having a conversation um, with somebody I know that was really pretty far right. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with them and saying, you know what, I don't know that I would hate it if McCain won. I was like, you know what, to be honest, it'd be great if he did, you know, win. And I think, you know, because at the time it was Bush. Right. And I hated Bush. I was like, Bush's policies are garbage. McCain seemed far left for, in comparison to Bush. He was still right, but he was far left compared to Bush. To Bush. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, maybe I wouldn't hate it so much. And I remember when they were going after each other and, you know, there was there was that thing. I remember even in the early stages, I was like, you know, maybe McCain wouldn't be bad, you know, if he wins the popular. We talked you know, about that. I don't think it would be that awful. And, it, you know, suddenly, yeah. you know, it just it, there's a switch that gets turned. And it's it's because. It's because you got to fill yeah, the map yeah, because you're filling a map yeah, and you're mm-hmm. filling, you know, the, 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 parts of the map that you have to fill. Some of those parts are really deeply rural and right. very, very strictly conservative. You got to get Alabama, right? Let's, yeah. let's, let's be, let's be blunt. Nobody gives a fuck
1: about if in a general election where, where it's, uh, decided by popular vote, nobody gives a fuck about Alabama, Mississippi, you know, th- those areas, nobody's going to campaign there. Yeah. Nobody fucking lives there. Nobody fucking lives there. But you need those. You need your red base to start to fill the gimmies on your red map, right? And so you have to be this far right to start, yeah. in order to get your gimme states. And that's and that's, that's going to be the why, southeast. Yeah, that's
2: why they're not campaigning. That's why the people that are blue aren't campaigning in the major major places. They're campaigning in the battleground states. That's where they always. G- that's why there are battleground yeah. states. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Where, and that's where they always go. They right. always wind up and they spend way more time there. The first thing that I don't understand is why we care where they campaign. Cuz I don't know that I care at all where they campaign. I think we this is this is one of those weird throwbacks that we do where we're just like, yeah, well they spent time here, therefore they they care about my state or something. But it's just like like they're just the leader of the United States. Like they sh- wherever they go to talk, yeah, I'm going like, to see it anyway. Right. It's like they could work from home. Yeah, it's not right? it's not yeah. like I'm not gonna see Hillary Clinton's speech or whoever's running speech if I wanna see it nowadays. I'm gonna see it on the same yeah. medium, no matter whether they gave it a yeah. hundred feet away or a hundred miles away. It's yeah. on demand right. now. It's not yeah. even it's not even just shown on the local TV or just shown at eight o'clock at night or whatever it is, or I only get snippets if it happens to be in Iowa. I can literally watch her entire fucking speech from Nevada if I wanted to. Yeah, but there are a lot of
1: people who feel like. The candidate cares if the candidate arrives in your state. There are
2: a lot of people yeah. that feel that way. Uh, maybe. They're here and he's gonna protect my jobs here at Caterpillar. Yeah. I and I think I think that it just shows how easily swayed human beings right. are. And that's because what, it doesn't matter where they physically are. Because difference. like you said, they can, I can do this work from home. Oh yeah. And right. absolutely they do it from it's called the White House. They work <laughs> their home. from home. Every
1: day, and that's going to be my conversation with my boss. But I need to work from home more often if it's good enough for the president. It's good enough for me. It's good enough. It's
2: good enough for me me every time. But you know, I just feel like we're just we're we're sort of in this weird in between stage where I think we recognize the immediacy of how well like. You know, like, I mean, we recognize how easily I can consume any of the media that they create and any of the speeches that they do. But then at the same time, I want them to physically be next to me. Right. It, I think it's kind of weird. Maybe somebody out there has a different take on this. Maybe somebody who, you know, who knows a little bit more about politics wants to tell me, you know, why it is that, you know, it's important that they visit your state. But I personally have a I, I don't I don't see Give what the point look, is. Yeah. yeah, I don't see what the point is. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna wrap it up for this week um this short episode we did this week the uh, midweek episode that we did so if all went well yesterday night we appeared on the hope after faith podcast we're hoping that that still goes through we're Indeed. recording this ahead of time so we won't know um and uh, hopefully soon uh, we will be uh, having some interesting guests and things. And we will be talking about that as they come up. We normally don't announce it because <laughs> almost always fall through when we do. <laughs> so we're not going to announce it, but we hopefully will have some interesting shows coming up. Um, we're going to be back on Monday, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity
3: is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit.